Welcome back to the Sipping with Sin podcast, a podcast about stuff and things pertaining to gaming, content creation, horror, comics, music, pop culture, and more. Grab your favorite beverage and take a sip with us. Yep, that tastes like victories. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another episode of Sipping with Sin. Appreciate you all being here. Appreciate you hanging out and listening for yet another week. You are awesome. That's all I have to say about that. You're awesome, plain and simple. But we have a fun episode ahead. We got some shows that debuted. Uh, we're going to continue some conversations about uh, a previous show as well as some other topics and uh, stuff and things to talk about. So without further ado, let's get right into the thing. And welcome back, our yet again returning conqueror and hero, the one, the only, Christian. Hello, everyone. It's good to be back for another episode. Yes, sir. It's good to have you back. It's good to, uh, to still be going. We're however many weeks in now at this point. So, I mean, we, we're over, I think we're almost, we may actually be over half a year's worth of podcast doing a weekly episodic podcast. So, that's pretty awesome. Time flies, man. It doesn't even feel like it. It is. Keeps us busy. Uh, But as you may know, if you've listened before, if you're brand new here, what we like to do with every episode to start off is what we've been watching, reading, listening to, or playing every week. Um, And I'll actually go ahead and start because I really haven't had a busy, busy week on stuff. Um, I've been preparing for fantasy football because I enjoy playing fantasy football every year and we got some drafts coming up. So I've been kind of looking at that a little bit. Uh, but other than that, we finished up Honorage. I think we talked about that in the last episode. Um, and the missus elected for us to start True Blood. So we've been watching True Blood. Um, I will say it's almost like a guilty pleasure show. It's really not the greatest, especially as the seasons progress. The, the last several seasons, there's just so much stuff where people are literally everything. Like It's to a point where it's like, Jesus, is anybody just a normal human anymore? in this but it's it's a fun show uh the missus informs me that the show is boo-boo shoes compared to the books but she loves eric northman alexander skarsgård in it so she endorsed it and pretty much we're on like season two or three and she has told me probably 87 million times that's not how it happens in the books so yeah apparently she read yeah, she's read the books multiple times. She said the books are fantastic. And there's a rumor it's going to get rebooted. Um, I don't know if that's true or if it's even happening. But uh, I know a lot of people like, some people like the show. But if you've read the books, apparently the books are like far, far superior than the show and what they did. Like a lot of stuff's changed. and Yeah. So we've been watching that. Nice little vampire show. Vampire has a... Um, Suki. I got it. You got to do the Suki voice every time you talk about True Blood. Suki. Uh, you have Suki, which is Anna Paquin in it, Alexander Skarsgård, Stephen Moyer, um, and then on down. Um, I just went blank on her. Uh, oh my God, Daredevil, Daredevil girl. Christian, is it Ryan Anton in that? Yes, he's in that too. Um, what is her name? Jessica Jones is the only thing that's coming to my mind. It's not Jessica Jones. It's um, oh. <laughs> what is the um, assistant to um god matt murdoch's assistant karen page karen thank you god why could i not think of that yes karen page uh deborah ann wall i think is how you say her wool. name wool. Wool. wool yeah uh she's in it i mean there's a pretty good cast in it, it it's a fun show there is stuff that yeah i don't know I mean, there was stuff like I, I just remember the first few seasons. I Isn't was like, okay, do what? Isn't her character's name Jessica? Yes, Jessica Hamby. I remember. I remember for like a, a little bit, Jessica was my favorite, and I have to think like, was Jessica my favorite because I thought she was super attractive, or was she my favorite because she was like brand new to everything, um, and, and she was kind of like a, a surrogate to the audience. You know, she was learning, we were learning. Uh, and then Sookie also was learning a bunch of this stuff at the same time, but she's like special, right? So it was a little different. Um, so Deborah Ann Wall's character, Jessica, I remember just, I remember when when she got turned by Bill, she got turned because 
uh, wasn't Bill like commanded to make her? Yes. Like he didn't want to, right? Yeah, he was commanded by the magister. Yeah, that's right. Because I, I remember him really not wanting to do that. And then uh, Jessica being kind of pissed off because I'm pretty sure if I'm because it's been a long time since I watched True Blood. But if I'm not mistaken, her character is like eternally a virgin. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, that man, that's got to be annoying, especially if you're uh, especially if you're a woman like that, that has to be annoying to, to have to go through the same thing all the time. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. that's really did you like thing. the show? Uh, so full disclosure, I didn't read the books. I knew that it was based off of a book series, uh, but I just watched it. So yeah, I've really enjoyed the show. Uh, the first like three, four seasons, I remember really being into it and then falling off pretty hard after that because they just kind of got it got crazy. Worse. What's up? It got crazy. Like it got a little overkill on like all the supernatural, like everything is, I don't know. It did get pretty pretty insane. I remember really hating Eric, uh, and then he gets like I remember he got a haircut like immediately because he got blood all in his hair. Yeah, and then he gets a haircut, and I remember him just being like such a like such a piece of shit. And then it, I don't know, dude. It's the same thing that you deal with when when it comes to vampire romance shows. Like you got Buffy the Vampire Slayer, you got True Blood, you got Vampire Diaries. Uh, literally insert any vampire kind of drama and that happens, but there's always a, a good vampire or a, a vampire that we, the audience kind of takes as the good person, good character. And then you have another one who's either the bad boy or a straight up villain. Right. And those characters always love the main like character, the main woman in the, in the, in the series and the show and the book, whatever. Like it happened with Buffy with Spike and Angel. It happened in True Blood with with Eric and and Bill. And it happens in Vampire Diaries with I think his name's Damon and uh, and I don't remember the characters' names in that because that show was that shit was a lot. But anyway, all I'm saying is every time you have those, it's a love triangle with like the bad boy and then the fucking good the good boy essentially. And it's in Twilight's the same fucking way. It's just that we don't it speak was of a that vampire in a werewolf <laughs> but like with all that said i was really annoyed that sookie like starts to to really like eric like eric shows his uh emotions when his uh master dies godric i believe is his yep. name um and that was like the only time i really gave a shit about eric's character and the other thing I, I like, you don't like Eric. Eric. I actually really like Eric. Bill's a piece of shit. Eric's just annoying as shit. He's just he's such a he's such a little bitch. Like I'm not gonna lie to you, he's such a little bitch. Like if 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 you watch the show, and I'm I'm only speaking on the show. I can't speak to the novels because I haven't read them. Um, but when it comes to the show, Eric's such a little bitch. Like everything that he does is to spite someone else or to assert dominance. Which I mean cool there's characters like that in every bit of media i totally understand that but like my thing is does eric really give a fuck about suki or does he just want Suki? you're saying it wrong yeah do suki <laughs> but does she but does he just want her because she's uh in a sense unattainable right like bill you find out like Anybody who's listening to this, if, if I'm spoiling True Blood for you, it's, you know, I mean, it's, it's been out since, uh, God, dude, it's, it's been over for years at this point. I don't even know when it came out. Oh, eight season one was oh eight. I think. So, so if I'm spoiling this for you, then, then my bad. But when you get to later seasons and, and Suki starts to like fall in love with Eric and shit, and then you find out that Bill literally goes to meet Sookie and all this because he was commanded to do so to find out what she is and all this stuff. Like Eric only spills the beans on that shit so that Sookie will leave him so that she will go to Eric. And I'm just like, I understand that, but that's some real high school alpha male bullshit, dude. Like Eric, he's such a little bitch, dude. Like I like watching the show from what I remember I just remember being like, dude, you have cool moments like pretty much everybody does, but you're just so annoying. The best thing I think Eric ever did, uh, from what I can remember, is uh, Sire, uh, what's her name? 
I can't remember her name right now. Pam? But his, 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 Pam. Yeah, Pam is the shit. I fucking love Pam. I remember loving Pam and Lafayette. And you know, okay, so uh, in the books, apparently Lafayette like dies hella early. I heard, I heard that he died early in the books, but he was such a likable character. That yeah, he, he around. stays around for the entirety of the show. I'm pretty sure. I don't think Lafayette ever dies. Yeah, he. I know he comes close a few times, but he definitely lives at least to the the last season. Yeah, and then I know that Bill becomes like a fucking vampire god at some point on the last season, yeah. and I just. I don't I like Bill. Bill's like, you're made to like Bill. Like, he's this old, hopeless, romantic, whatever, vampire. And then he just turns into the gigantic piece of shit that he is. So, and and this is the last thing I'm going to say about that before we move on. Because we definitely should move on. But Bill is absolutely one of the most likable characters in the show. And that's they they do that at the start of the fucking show. He's one of the most just relatable-esque characters when it comes to, like, being a vampire and shit. Like, I really enjoy that. Um, And they turn him into, like, the villain towards the end. But that shit wasn't really earned. And that's one of the things that I hated, absolutely hated about the last season, was Bill's turn just wasn't earned. I think, Uh, doesn't he come back as a good guy in the last season? Like, he kind of... Honestly... I couldn't tell you because I, I don't remember, remember finishing the last season because I just didn't like. We were on we're on season point. three, I think, and it, the turn is starting to happen. Where like he goes from being you know, Suki, Bill, love, happy, you know, like honorable to he's starting to shift. And I believe it's like several seasons. He's just literally a scumbag, and that's when Suki like strays to other people. And yeah. I feel like he kind of has a redemption in the last season, but I could be wrong. I don't know. I just remember I really liked Alcide's character, and they, they shit, shit on, on Alcide. Like, constantly shit on that character. Do what? Anyway, though, uh, I'm, I'm moving on. I can't keep talking about True Blood. I'll, I'll just okay, Alcide. I just have to say this: How are you going to have Alcide? And there's a spoiler if you haven't watched it. Literally, the show has been out. It's probably been done like at least six years, maybe longer. I don't know. But Alcide, how are you going to have that character? And spoiler: He dies. Walking in the damn woods and gets shot in the head. Like, for real? And he's a werewolf, by the way. Like, just walking as a human and gets popped in the head. And I was like, are you kidding me? That's how you take him out? Such a shitty way for him to go. Yeah, they really fumbled the bag on that. Yeah. Okay. And there's other there's other issues in the show. But it's I don't know. Like I said, she's read the books and then we were trying to figure out something to watch. She was like, let's watch that. And so we started watching True Blood. So True Blood, yeah. Uh, it's based on novels, though, and the novels are Southern Vampire Mysteries. So apparently the books, and I've heard it from more than just her, that the books are way, way better. So if you like to read, maybe check those out if you like vampire stuff and things. Um, I actually do like to read, and I've ch- attempted to check out the first couple of novels from like the my local library a couple of times but the first book is always checked out so i'm trying to i'm trying to hunt down a copy of the first volume super cheap or for free because i definitely want to read those and that's that's actually been something i've been trying to do for months uh without you bringing it up i've been trying to locate the first novel for a long time gotcha um something else i've been into i played rumbleverse um, I tried that. I think last Friday we tried that. Uh, it's been a, a bit of a headache with trying to stream. Uh, we've had interweb issues and stuff like that. So it's kind of thrown a monkey wrench in our plans and our streaming. But we did check out Rumbleverse. If you're not familiar with Rumbleverse, it is uh, a free-to-play brawler battle royale game. Um, and essentially it's like wrestling. It's literally like this crazy-looking cartoony wrestling thing. And I'm not going to lie, the first probably 30, 40 minutes of me playing it, I was just like, what the shit is going on? I was confused. I felt like stuff wasn't hitting move-wise. And I was like, this this sucks. But then I started kind of getting a feel for it. Kind of like you do a fighting game, you kind of have to adjust. I got a feel for it. I figured out more about abilities. And then I was literally kicking people in the balls and sending them flying with like a punt kick. 
and diamond, uh, diamond cutting people, RKO, and doing all kinds of shit, super kicking people, and it, it's pretty damn fun. I can't lie. It's actually pretty damn fun. It's getting good reviews, too. Um, I think IGN gave it a 9 out of 10. Uh, it's a free-to-play game. It's on uh, through Epic, but you can get it on pretty much every platform. It's pretty fun. Pretty, pretty fun. It's over-the-top big time, and it's hilarious. And I think with people, like, I played with a, a community member once, and it was pretty pretty fun with a person. So I imagine if you have a friend to, like, duo up, it'll be even better. But I enjoyed it. Good to know. Yep. And I'm going to make Christian play it with me. So get ready. Um, That's about it. There's one other thing I've watched this week, but we're going to save that for an upcoming segment. And, uh, yeah, let's see what Christian's been in. Christian, what have you been into this week? Um, well, with, uh, with my partner, we've been watching, uh, we just started watching Kitchen Nightmares. <laughs> oh, Lord. With uh, Gordon Ramsay, the chef. So that's been fun watching him, you know, talk mad shit to these people and then them freak out when he tells them that they're food. Uh, it, that's always hilarious. Um, I also started watching Smallville again from season one. So I've watched like, I don't know, nine maybe 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 nine episodes of smallville uh just i'm watching it on hulu and i forgot that i had hulu but apparently i do um it's not i don't know who's the fuck's paying for it to be honest with you but and i checked my bank account too to see if i was paying for hulu and i'm not so i don't know do you have spotify uh i do but i don't have that bundle deal I mean, I think if you just had premium or I don't know, it used to be a deal where you, if you had Spotify, you could get Hulu. Yeah, well, I was going to watch Prey and I haven't started watching Prey yet because of how many ads you get on Hulu. Like, it's ridiculous, dude. Um, But while I'm watching Smallville, I'm usually doing other stuff like artwork and, you know, studying up on some other stuff I got to get going on. So I've been doing that. But I also started watching a movie on Netflix called Day Shift. And I don't know if we talked about that or not. But, you know, speaking of vampires, Day Shift is another vampire film that's a Netflix original starring Jamie Foxx and like Snoop Dogg. And uh, I've watched a, a, a chunk of the movie. And I got to say, man, it's it's not bad. I actually enjoy the film. I like the vampire lore in it. Uh, the action's not bad. The comedy leave something to be desired i'm not the biggest fan of jamie fox's comedy and the other character that we're we're you know getting that kind of energy from is um i can't think of his name right now uh geez this is gonna bother me for the rest of the rest of the day but he was in a, a 21 jump street he was like the the main like college villain he's the brother of james franco dave franco oh, dave yeah. franco yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in it, and he's like the. It's like a buddy cop kind of thing. So you got um, Jamie Foxx's character, who's like this hardened vampire hunter who's trying to make a shit ton of money in a week so that he can, you know, essentially keep his his ex wife from moving to Florida with their daughter, and uh, the the way that he makes money is by killing vampires. So he's trying to take this big job and kill a bunch of vampires so that he can you know, make a bunch of money. And uh, the the vampire lore in this is really cool, especially if you play something like Vampire the Masquerade, or if you're just a vampire fan and you like different uh, different types of vampires, you know, so that, that's definitely something that's in this. Um, so I'm enjoying the film right now. I really do like it. It's definitely worth a watch. <clears throat> Excuse me. I haven't finished the movie yet, but I got to say, like, if I had to judge this movie right now and what I've seen, I'd probably give it like a solid 7 out of 10. So definitely check it out it's not a super long movie from what i understand i think it's like two hours so i mean it's not like the shortest movie ever but if you got two hours to spare it's definitely worth a watch especially if you like vampire stuff uh the only thing right now aside from some of the comedy that i don't like is the color palette of the movie and i just think that a lot of the like during the day right because it's called day shift he works a day shift for these vampires during the day, the whoever is like coloring this movie, it, it's really fucking bright, and it has like this kind of kind of like overtone over the film, like this this filter, if you would, and the filter makes all the yellows look really like kind of gold and and sandy ish, 
So like when you when you first start the film, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. But other than that weird kind of filter that they have over the film, so all the colors pop a different way, like all the reds really pop, all the yellows really pop. And like, I know that's why they're doing it, but it's kind of distracting. It feels like a movie that was made in like the late noughties, you know? But uh, aside from that, I'm really enjoying the film. I like the characters for the most part. Snoop Dogg is in the movie just enough. He's not in it too much. I really like his character. Like his character, like all the women love him. He's like this fucking weird cowboy character. And like every woman in this movie is just like infatuated with him. And he doesn't like make it a thing. He just, he knows, he knows that it's happening and that like adds to the comedy of it. It's just really funny. So I definitely recommend you guys checking that out if you have the opportunity. Um, aside from that, I've been reading this week. I've been reading uh, Batman Superman Omnibus. It's uh, volume one of that. I actually bought that for myself for my birthday. And I've just been reading that. Um, I realized I haven't really read a whole lot of that material um, because I didn't really enjoy the artwork so much so, but I do really enjoy the story. It's really nice seeing what Batman and Superman have to say about each other all the time when they're fighting alongside each other and even arguing. It's really cool to get in their heads for that. So if you're a big fan of DC, if you like Batman, if you like Superman, I think Batman Superman Omnibus Volume 1 is a great buy. Uh, I got mine, actually got mine on Amazon because I had some credit, so it was, a, it was an easy buy for me. Um, and I liked getting it within two days, so there's that. Um, and then aside from that, man, I, uh, I've been watching uh, Sandman. I know we talked about it last week. But I'm like one, I got one episode left. I believe I started the last episode last night. So I know like where it's going and what's happening. Man, um, I gotta say, man, this this show is one of the best comic book shows I've ever seen. It's so damn and good. Said, like, I was it, it, super it, impressed. God damn. Like, if I had to rank this show one to ten, I would absolutely give this shit a ten. There's there's no fucking way. I couldn't give this show a 10. And I see what you were saying last week when we talked about when they were when you're talking about death. Dude, I know that people are upset that death is cast Dude, as death a is woman fantastic. But everybody who had a problem with her being cast as a black woman instead of a white woman, like even myself, like I grew up reading death as like a goth chick. And she's still that. She still wears the all black. She still has the black lipstick. She still has the black fingernail polish. Like she is death for all intents and purposes. Um, and the, the actress they got to play her is fantastic. Death yep. is so good, dude. When I saw that episode, when I saw the episode, I was like, anybody that's seen this and still has a problem is just a fucking idiot. It's so... It was oh just, it, She's it's, one of my favorite parts of the show, by far. Mm. Like, when you told me last week that anything death is in, in the comic, literally steals, like, that issue or that book... Yeah. Like, that's how I feel about the show. Like, her portion, although it's not a huge segment, is amazing. It's so good. And it's, it's impactful, I felt like. You get you get, you get get most of an episode devoted to death and her. She's honestly just talking to, to Morpheus, to, to our titular Sandman character. And um, our Dream, I've been calling him Dream, so I'm just going to keep continuing calling him Dream. But she's talking to Dream. And it's it's fucking amazing. And then you see uh, Dreams, I guess, friendship with uh, with Hob. Uh, what's his name? Hob Gatling, I think is his name. I can't remember off the top of my head right now. But they meet each other every century, every hundred. Oh years. yeah, yeah, the mortal same guy. Place. Yeah, same place at the same time. They meet every year, and I, I love that because that's that's directly from the comics. They adapted that almost to the T. It's so fucking good. I love it so much. And that's that's pretty much exactly how it happened in the comics. So when I was watching it, all that shit was just coming to life. The 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 fight with with uh Dream and Lucifer was almost directly from the comics. They changed some shit around for I'm I'm assuming budgetary reasons, but when you get them talking about each other and like uh uh one-upping each other essentially with with their fight like I am uh, you know, I'm a I'm a snake. This and that. I am a, a, a hawk. I am this. I am a anti-life or whatever hunter. I am anti-life. Yeah, the anti-life part is for for the comic fans, that's like a a subtle reference to like dark side, and his and then his answer uh, hope is Superman. His quest for the uh, the the anti-life equation, but but yeah, 
Would, anyway, would him being Hope be Superman too? Also, though. Um, no, not necessarily, because Superman, like the S standing for Hope, is something that they said in the in the Man of Steel films, but the S didn't stand for Hope in the in older stuff. Like the S stands for whatever the writer wants it to stand for. It's really just the the crest of the House of L. You know, so if you okay. have that S on your chest, it's because you belong to that family. It's it's kind of like, uh, it's a family crest. So I mean, they're they're like in in uh, in banners for Game of Thrones. If you have certain banners, you belong to this house or you're loyal to this house. That's what that is. But it's really cool to see. I loved it. I really enjoyed seeing that kind of thing. Um, what else was I going to say about this? It, it's so good, dude. Like, there, there's so much about I could talk about Sandman all fucking day. I love the stuff with Jed Walker and his sister, Rose Walker. Okay, that's that's one thing. Now that you've got to that, I did want to talk about that. Because that starts around, like, episode five or six with her. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was, like, a curveball to me. Again, I read nothing. And I avoided, I saw like maybe one trailer, like I stayed away from everything. So this was like a completely new experience to me with Sandman, not really knowing, like I understood the premise of what (laughs) Sandman is, but like other than that, I knew nothing. So I go from Lucifer and death and all the stuff that we're seeing, Corinthian, to then it's a curveball with these kids. And I was like, I don't, I almost felt like it dropped off for a minute, but I understand where it's going. Like once we kind of got there. But, like, that episode really threw me off for a second. I was like, oh, no, are we about to, like, have a really strong first half of this show and then it drop off? But it all picked up. It all made sense in the long run. But it it was definitely, like, a hard turn, to me at least. Because I was like, what the hell? What 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 is up with these kids? What what do we need these for? Like, well, I say kids. Rose isn't really a kid. I think she's, like, 21 maybe or something. She's 20 or 21. I can't remember. She's older. Old enough that she's an adult, like doing stuff legal guardian or whatever definitely um and that's like i said that's out of the comics too like, obviously the character was is depicted differently her friends are depicted differently the people in the house are depicted a bit differently but like it's you still get the gist of all those things so it it's really it's it's so i, I can't really explain to you enough like this is how you adapt a show this is how you adapt a comic book and make it into a show this is how you do it it's very well done. The casting choices were definitely different, but but they all worked. And I, I just really, I really like this shit, man. Like, it, it's so good. Um, a couple of things I wanted to hit on is you you can see other DC characters kind of cameo in this. Like, well, cool, we have like Joanna Constantine is what they call her the most for the most in the show, which I explained last week. But also in Jed's room, like if you, the scenes where they show Jed's room, um, he has like a, a Batman, like a, like action figure in the back, which is really cool. <laughs> so I, I noticed that. Um, so you, you know that that's their way of, of adding those little DC things because they can't like legally just have like Batman, Etrigan, and all those characters show up who showed up, which I understand. But man, I, I like I said before, there's just so much going on. But I really enjoyed the uh, the serial convention that you were talking about. It is different in the comics. We get a little bit. We get it's it's a little different the way that it's set up in the comics, but the way that they depicted it in the show was so good. I can't complain. Like it was so fucking good. I can't complain at all. So I love that. Um, I understand why you thought the Corinthian was the first serial killer. Um, I, that, that makes sense. Did you get that but, vibe I mean, at all? I mean, I don't get that vibe, but it's because I've read the source material. Okay. If I hadn't read the source material, then I would I would lean into that more. But the Corinthian, like I said, is a nightmare for men in the waking world. So it's, it's the Corinthian is essentially the easiest way to describe him is he is an amalgamation of men's darkest desires when it comes to like murder and shit. So Dream makes this nightmare character to haunt the dreams of men. That's his job. But doesn't want to stay in the dreaming. He wants to be out in the waking world. He wants to interact with people. Uh, I don't remember his character being openly gay in the comic, but it was also the eighties when his character came out. So it probably wouldn't be like that, but I did enjoy the, uh, I did enjoy that difference. I liked him being kind of gender fluid in that way, but every time we see him, 
like actually into a person. They were always did like that because it made more sense. He always kills men when we see him. I mean, I, I'm sure he killed women too, but most of the time we saw him, we we, we saw him in the act. It was always a man. So I like that uh, that little Easter egg, that not Easter egg, but that uh, attention to detail. I really enjoyed that. Um, and what was the other thing I wanted to bring up? Oh, uh, Jed is the original Sandman in the co- in the in the show. So when he's dressed up in his dreams as the Sandman, and he gets that idea from another nightmare who was posing as his mom. In the comics, uh, there is a character before Dream called the Sandman, and he is a traditional cape and boots type superhero. And I like that they added that in the show in that way, because in the comics, that was different. The Sandman was a Dream character dreamt up by men that we got to see, and they explained uh, that he was supp- always supposed to be a dream from the uh, the comic books, the old Sandman comic books. But oh, that's just me nerding out right now. But I really like that they had Jed just be the Sandman. And I like when Dream showed up and saw him, he was like, oh, so you're the Sandman. Like, I love that interaction. And then Dream was like, I'm sorry, but, you know, she's a nightmare. She's got to go. And I loved her line, like, even nightmares dream. Like, I fucking love that shit. And I loved when going back to... Uh, Dream's fight with Lucifer when when he was like, uh, what will you do when those in hell can't dream of heaven or whatever? Like that line, like that shit is powerful. The writing is really, really good in the show. Yeah, and it's because a lot of the lines, like, so when we meet Death and she's talking to Dream, when Dream is talking to Lucifer, when Dream is talking to uh, Rose, like a lot of those interactions are dialogues pulled directly from the comic. And I'll, I'll send some of those to you on, oh, on Instagram, awesome. like after the fact, but they're pulled directly from the comic, the way it's shot, the, what they say, what they're wearing, it's directly in the book. So it's so good, dude. Good. Well, and it's about damn time someone that. like stayed super true to the source material. And I feel like yeah, doing absolutely. so, they have literally knocked this out of the park. Like, I, I went in with not really knowing what to expect, no source material. I know you definitely had like an expectation. But for me, it, it blew me away. The wife loved it. We both were super intrigued with it and just engrossed. And I think Netflix has a huge hit on their hands that they can definitely, like, well, I don't know what the contract is, but they can definitely run with it because I know there's a shit ton of material they can cover with this this show. Absolutely. I mean, I don't want to get into it too much and tell you what's going to happen because obviously you're watching the show. So I don't want to ruin that. Um, what I can say is if this, they, they could do this for several more seasons if they follow the, the comics. And I mean, I, actually, you know what? I'm not going to say anything. I'm, you know, they I just need to stick is, to what they're doing for this one. If when the, I know they have to do more seasons. This show has been too big of a hit with too good of reviews for them not to do it, especially with Stranger Things wrapping up. They may have their next, mm-hmm. you know, big, big show. They yeah. have to do more seasons. If they just follow the formula literally they did for this season, then they'll be golden, I think. I mean. Absolutely. Um, the comics do get really weird and trippy later. I can definitely say that. They do get really weird. They do get really fucking trippy there's a lot of shit going on with these with other gods and stuff, other pantheons of gods. But aren't you kind of allowed into. that with it being a dream, like based around a dream, the king of dreams and stuff? Like that gives you the affordability to have weird stuff and crazy visuals and places and stuff, correct? I mean. Yeah, no, the only reason I'm bringing that up is because the the show, if they if they continue doing the show like it's done in the comics, stuff is going to get real strange later on um but when you get to the end of everything it all makes sense and there's so many other characters that we need to meet like i'm pretty sure that we meet like loki and and thor at some point in this Hmm. in the comics like towards the end of the comics we we meet them there's so many other characters like there's a lot going on they could do a lot with this and i'm just really excited it to be a thing um but that's the last thing i'm going to say about that the the other thing that i've that i was about to start watching and i didn't get the chance to 
Uh, I know I brought it up earlier, but Netflix also has another new show out that's animated and it's uh, called Tekken Bloodlines, which is loosely based off of the Tekken uh, uh, fighting game story. Hmm. So I'm really excited to see that. And uh, I just, I hope that it's good. I, Tekken is one of those fighting games I don't talk about a whole lot, but I really do like Tekken. I just haven't played it in so long that I'm super rusty. So I don't like to talk a whole lot of shit, but uh, about me like playing, but the first, I want to say Tekken one, two, three, Tekken tag, uh, up until Tekken five, like I played Tekken religiously up until about Tekken six, didn't play a whole lot of Tekken six. Then Tekken seven came out. It was pretty good. Um, I, I think the only thing I didn't like about the latest tech, like Tekken seven was how the characters came out. Like I didn't really like having to do all this DLC for all the characters, but Tekken's great. I love it. I've liked it. I've liked the story. Um, you know, you got Hahachi, Jin, Kazuya, uh, June, or, uh, Orger. You've got Yoshimitsu, uh, King, obviously one and two, you've got Paul, uh, there's, uh, uh, I can't even think of all the characters' names right now off the top of my head, but like Kazuya was my favorite character from the from the jump, and then like the whole Devil Gene stuff. Like I hope they bring that into the story. Like I can't wait to watch this show. I hope it's good. I haven't looked at any reviews on this shit yet. Um, so next week, I'm sure I will talk about that and what I've been watching. But I'm just super excited for it. It's out. So if you guys are listening to this and haven't seen it, give it a shot. Let me know what you thought. Hit us up in our socials and, and and let us know, or you know, hit us up here and tell us what you think. But uh, yeah, that's that's what I've been watching. So I guess we can get to. Uh, um, before I wanted to say one more thing about Sandman. It come across my my timeline and Sandman, uh, the Netflix Sandman account on Twitter actually tweeted it, and it's the meme of the. I'm sure you've seen it. It's the dude like at a concert or somewhere. He's standing there and the chick's like yelling at him. Her mouth's like all open and she's pointing. Do you know what I'm talking about? Sounds familiar, but I don't want to lie to you. I, it's all over the internet right now, but she kind of looks like she's going to throw up on him, too. It's kind of hard to tell what she's doing. Anyways, it's uh, Sandman tweeted, We begin in the waking world, which humanity insists on calling the real world, as if your dreams have no effect upon the choices you make. You mortals go about your work, your loves, your wars, as if the waking lives are all that matter. But there's another life that awaits you. I was like, ah, so good. Oh yeah, I, I do know the meme you're talking about. The girl, she has like a pink like yes, uh, yeah, 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 like, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that meme with that, and they they tweeted that, and I thought it was kind of funny. Um, so next week we'll have I might check out Tekken, just because I've played Tekken before, so I may watch that. Um, also I was gonna say there's a movie. I think we're watching the new Top Gun soon, nice. so maybe I'll talk about that. And, uh, yeah, I guess that takes us to our first topic. Oh, and the new oh, yeah, episode, or the absolutely. last episode, there's a bonus episode of uh, Sandman. The time of recording this, apparently it just dropped today. So I'm sure we'll talk about that next week also. I think it's, uh, I think it's like the story of Dream and a Thousand Cats. And the Thousand Cats is when I was telling you that it starts to get kind of trippy and weird. But I do know that Sandra O oh is supposed to be the prophet, and the prophet is this big ass uh, Siamese that Dream talks to. And every time Dream talks to someone, he appears to them as like one of their race. So like he appears to them as a cat. When when the cats are dreaming, essentially, he appears to them as a cat. When he's in like ancient Egypt, he appears to them as an ancient Egyptian. When he's in Africa. And people are dreaming. He appears as you know a traditional African. Hmm. Like, like that's how he that's how he appears all the time. So whatever you identify as or whatever, that's how he would appear to you in your dreams. So his character looks different all the time in the comics, depending on like what species or what race, whatever is dreaming him up. Um, so it's really fun to see that, and I'm I'm assuming that that's what they're going to do with this bonus episode. All right. With that said, though, uh, I guess we're getting on to the next thing. Yep. Our uh, next topic, uh, we definitely went on that. That kind of all bled together. Like, that was segments kind of intertwined in the opening segment. Uh, but uh, a show debuted uh, yesterday. A time of recording this, I think it was yesterday. 
Yeah, that's correct. Okay. Uh, on Disney Plus, and it is the She-Hulk show. So, first, I'm going to preference by saying, especially after Miss Marvel, neither one of us are big fans. I went in with pretty low expectations, um, expecting something kind of similar. And I'll say it surprised me. I don't know how the show's going to go, and I don't know a lot about the source material. But I will say that it wasn't the worst thing I've seen. Uh, I did like Hulk being in there, which I kind of expected they would at least reference him. I didn't expect him to be a decent role in the first episode. Um, I don't know how she becomes She-Hulk is kind of interesting. I feel like that is probably not how it was in the comics because that doesn't really seem like how it would be. It may be. Um, essentially, he gets cut in a wreck and bleeds into an open wound of hers and she becomes um, She-Hulk. Pretty much. So that doesn't seem right. Um, it had some uh, some moments. I will say this, and Christian's probably going to make fun of me. There are two parts that stick out in my mind that kind of were like, hey, this isn't going to be Miss Marvel. It's a little more adult. One of them would be when she's training with Hulk to kind of like get a feel for what she can do now. Uh, he pushes her off a cliff and she flips him off and then calls him a dick. And I was like, okay, that is a little more mature than what we previously had. And the next one will be the end, uh, the post credit scene where she's yelling that Captain America fucks. So, yeah. <laughs> Dude. That, that was pretty funny. I, that alone, I was like, okay, so this is a little more adult. Like, I'm not saying it's going to be great, and I'm not like, oh, this is the best thing ever. But I'm saying my expectations were pretty damn low after Miss Marvel. I'm not going to lie. And it was better than I thought it would be. So I, I'm definitely going to continue to watch it and see where it goes from here. But I thought it was a... I was entertained for like the 37 minutes of the first episode. Like, I was interested. So, if you had to give it a rating, what would you give the what would you rate it? Hmm. Um. First thing that popped in my head is like maybe a six. I mean, it's not great, but it's not terrible. Like, it's. I mean, I don't. We'll see where the show plays out. This is one episode. It is a hugely different vibe than Miss Marvel to me. Obviously, it's not as... Um, it's more mature. There we go. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. It still has the normal Marvel kind of cheesiness stuff in parts. But, I mean, it, it wasn't bad. I know I was waiting for Matt Murdock to show up because I know he's in here somewhere. And I, I love Daredevil, so I was waiting on that. Um, but Mrs. Sin, who hated Miss Marvel... She wasn't into it at all. She We watched and she was like, I'll watch another episode. So it was enough to bring her back for another episode. So, I mean, I would say a six right now. It could get better. It could get worse. They could lose me completely, but they at least got me for another week, which they'll probably have me for the whole season because I'm sure we'll talk about it. But I'm at least interested enough for another week. Like Miss Marvel, I'll just kind of watch it just to know what we're talking about. I wasn't really in it. I mean, I get it. I get it. Put your doctor gloves um, on, Christian. I know you're about to dissect the shit out of this, so go ahead. I mean, you know, you, you, you could be wrong. Uh, here's what I have to say about She-Hulk. Um, my expectations weren't, like, low for the show. My expectations weren't high either. They were, like, right in the middle. Right in the middle. Because I figured... she. I like She-Hulk, the character. I like She-Hulk stories. I like the She-Hulk comics. Like, I'm a big... I'm a fan of She-Hulk. Like, let's just... Be real. I'm a fan of She-Hulk. Um, Jennifer Walters is cool. She breaks the fourth wall a lot. She was doing all the dare, uh, dare. Uh, she was doing all the Deadpool stuff before Deadpool. Like She-Hulk's older than Deadpool when it comes to being in the comics, and she definitely was breaking the fourth wall way before his character even came out. Um, and they do that in the show. I'm sure they're gonna do it more. Like, it just makes sense that they would do that more often in this because it's Marvel and they're all about the humor. 
uh, and the quips. Every character is really quippy and has a lot of jokes, which is the one thing that I actually don't like about all of the Marvel shows and the films. But this was a healthy balance. This was a health, a healthier balance of that. Like She-Hulk's character joking a whole lot makes sense because that's what her character does. So I wasn't mad about it. Um, the way that she, you know, they fast tracked the shit out of this. Like, yeah, uh, I, I got to say, we didn't spend, we didn't spend a lot of time talking about Jennifer, who she was, what she was doing before. Is it only six episodes? Like, I believe so. I could. Be wrong, that's probably why they fast tracked in. Um, but yeah, they, they totally fast tracked the shit out of this, um, which I appreciated, not even because I don't like origin stories and stuff, but because it just kept it going. It kept it moving. It kept it moving. It kept it moving. It wasn't like a big lull in the episode, a big long pause where we had to get into shit. But like I said, it's the first episode. We don't know what's going to happen. Um, if I were going to rank the show, I'd give it a seven. I'd give it a solid seven for sure. I did enjoy this. I liked it more than some of the other Marvel stuff that we've seen first episode wise. Um, I really like this first episode way more than the first episode of Miss Marvel. I didn't really like Miss Marvel. We already talked about that. Um, this one, I'm probably gonna like, to be honest, because I yeah. like the character. I like the sports material, so it just it's isn't she pretty um, like crude and stuff? Didn't you say that like She Hulk's kind of like sexual and everything? So it's, she's gonna be definitely more like an adult themed character. They make yeah. Let me yeah. She is. She's she's definitely more sensual of a character. While you're on your um, rant, yeah. also can you? Is her origin story the same in this as it is in the the comic? No, it's different. Like this one, this one definitely Marvel Cinematic Universe version of her origin. And that is she related sense. to Bruce? That's my other final question before you go on a rant. Yeah, she is. Okay. They are actually right. cousins in the comics. She does become She Hulk in the comics uh, by blood. Um, Bruce, she gets in. She gets into an accident. I believe she gets shot in the comics uh, after uh, prosecuting a guy. And then uh, she needs a blood transfusion. Bruce is there. He gives her the blood transfusion. She wakes up, gets pissed, turns into She-Hulk. And that's where they get the savage She-Hulk from. Like, when she first transforms, she's all pissed off and la, la, you know, like a Hulk would be. Um, so they call her Savage She-Hulk. And then after that, she stays in her She-Hulk transformation. And she still has her personality. Uh, she's still Jennifer Walters. She's just you know, also She-Hulk, because she doesn't have a split. She doesn't, like, they, they do that in this episode. Bruce is jealous because she doesn't have to contend with a Hulk vying for control, like a Jekyll and Hyde situation. She is just always herself. Um, they recently changed that in the comics. Now she does Hulk out and have a Hulk form where she's super big and muscular and shit. But I highly doubt they're going to add that into the into the MCU anytime soon. It's just unnecessary at this point. But, uh, but yeah, that, that's pretty much her character. And she uses her sensuality, sexuality to her an advantage, not in a bad way. Like, it's very well done. It's very tasteful. Uh, obviously, men draw her to be super hypersexual sometimes, but like, they do that to every fucking character. I don't really count that. Um, I do like that they explained that she's in control of her emotions way more than Bruce because being a woman is different from being a man. Like, you can... So many things can happen to you being a woman. So I really enjoyed... That was a that was a very quick, easy way to explain why she has that. But here's this is what I didn't like. I'm gonna get into what I didn't like about this. I love everything about the She-Hulk character. I don't love the stuff about the Hulk. And you don't that's love just the one what? thing. I love everything about She-Hulk. I don't love everything about the Hulk, Bruce Banner. The reason for that is because they shit on the Hulk so much in these movies, man. Like Hulk is one of my absolute favorite all-time OG characters in Marvel. You ask me any day, my top three favorite Marvel characters, Hulk's probably going to be one on the list. Like he, he's always going to be in my top three. He might be my favorite character in Marvel history. Like he, that, I just like him that much. I like his character. I like the dichotomy of the Hulk. I like the personality stuff, but that's what I was getting into. In the movies, we don't really see that Bruce is a troubled man. He has several personalities, and that's what happens when he hulks out. The Hulk is a personality of Bruce's that he has because of past trauma when he was a kid, being abused by his dad. Like, they never get into any of that shit in the movies, and that's a detriment to the character. Uh, another thing that the MCU has done to the Hulk's character that really pisses me off is when Bruce uses the Infinity Gauntlet and and snaps everyone back. His arm is just fucked up. 
and it, and I was like, okay, that that's fine, sure. And then at the end of the movie, we see him in the sling, and I'm like, okay, I guess he is just taking longer to heal or whatever. But that's some bullshit, though. When when Bruce turns into the Hulk, he heals whatever injuries he has. It doesn't fucking matter. He heals, and then once he's healed, that's it. So, like for an example, if Bruce gets his arm blown off and then hulks out, his arm is going to regenerate and heal up, and then that's fucking it. Uh, the reason why that's a problem for me with the movies and stuff is because they're making it seem like, oh, well, Bruce used their Hulk, used the Infinity Gauntlet, and he snapped, and his arm is permanently damaged, and the only thing that could heal his arm was DNA from his cousin who who uh, who takes the gamma differently than he does. So I was just like, how the fuck is this even a thing? The Hulk's healing factor is on par with fucking Wolverine, bro. Like, or Deadpool for that matter. Like the Hulk's healing factor is one of the best parts about being the fucking Hulk. Like I, that's one thing I just don't like. I, I hate that about the character in general. It's really annoying to me. I've never been on board with that shit. And this whole smart Hulk thing, like, they just didn't call him Professor Hulk like he is in the comics. Professor Hulk is when Bruce Banner and Hulk kind of come to terms and you get Bruce Banner with the Hulk body, but he's not as strong as Savage Hulk, the one we're used to, that kind of yells and says, leave me alone all the time, Hulk smash. Like, he's not as strong. Like, I hate that they don't do that. And for a minute, I was like, well, maybe they're calling him Smart Hulk because like he said, he didn't give himself the name. Other people gave him that name, but maybe they're holding professor hulk because that's a personality that we'll get into at some point because that's a whole nother thing but it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case it seems like marvel is simplifying things and changing shit around like they do and that's just one of those changes that i just fucking don't like uh and it's crazy because my only issues with she hulk wasn't anything to do with she hulk it was with bruce banner hulk uh, so that's just really annoying for me um with that said, I just I, I hope that that's something that they rectify in the future. I hope that they really give the Hulk the respect he's due. Like the Hulk is one of the strongest beings in the Marvel universe, and they show us that he's still strong. Like when they're doing the boulder toss practice or whatever, and she throws her boulder farther than him, and then he picks his up and then throws it into fucking outer space. Like I love that they're showing us. Like yeah, he's still stronger than her, much stronger than her. Um, I, I do like that, but it's not really just a contest of strength. It's just the Hulk's character in general has been severely nerfed. And I don't think that they're going to do anything with him. And I'm assuming it's because of rights issues with the character. I don't know, but like, they just doing him a disservice, man. It, it really, they're, they're, they're really shitting on Hulk. And I just don't like that. Um, the CGI, like I know that, that uh, people are like, oh, don't talk about the CGI because Marvel doesn't treat their people well and blah, 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 blah. Like, here's the thing, man. I don't give a fuck. I, I really don't give a fuck. Marvel, I didn't think that Marvel was treating their fucking people with the utmost respect because we know that Disney, Pixar, and all them, they don't treat anybody any better with those projects. So it just makes sense that Marvel, because they are Disney, would be doing the same shit to people. So... The CGI in parts was really wonky. Their mouths move really weird. We already know that Marvel will release some shit that's unfinished and then weeks later go back and re-edit stuff and then just leave it out there like it's always been the case. They did that with WandaVision. Uh, They've done that with the Infinity War films. They've done that with anything that you can think of that we've watched that has uh, a lot of CGI in it the movies will come out. They'll be in the fucking thing. Like if you watched Infinity War and uh, and Endgame, you watch those films. If you watch them the first week that they came out, like the first day that they came out, the film looks different from it being out three weeks later. They will straight up just re-release the film quietly with new CGI because they fixed stuff and added things and blah, blah, blah. They do that shit all the time. It's all over the internet. You can find it easily. So like I said, I don't care at this point that they're not treating their people right. They have the time and they have the money to make this shit the best it can be. There's no reason why She-Hulk should be looking like the the Aladdin genie from the you know fucking abomination that was Aladdin live action. So 
I just I don't like that. It didn't really take me out of the show, to be honest with you. Like I'm not even gonna lie. Like I figured the CGI would be wonky, so I didn't really give a shit that it was wonky at parts. I just wanted to let it be known that I did notice that it was weird. Um, but Jennifer, her character was dope. The only other, I guess, complaint that I would have, nitpick, is that when she's Jennifer Walters, her hair is like curly, and then when she turns into She-Hulk, yeah. it's like straight. <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty fucking funny. But yeah, Emerson was like, her hair gets really long when she becomes a She-Hulk and changes. I was like, eh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that definitely. Like there, there, there are versions of the Hulk where when he changes, his hair gets a little bit longer. Sometimes they give him chest hair. Sometimes they don't. I take I personally prefer a hulk without a hairy chest it just looks more aesthetically pleasing to me but because mark ruffalo has chest hair they just give this hulk chest hair too and they make him look old like mark ruffalo isn't getting any younger he's an older guy and his hulk looks like he's a fucking old man so i don't know like i don't know if they're doing that because they eventually want to do a maestro hulk situation or it's just easier for them to do with the cgi and because they want to stay true to what Mark Ruffalo really looks like. I'm not sure. But um, like I said, the show itself, I did really like. Titania was in this episode at the very end. That fight was like so fucking anticlimactic, bro. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I get why it happened, but it was just so quick. It was so quick. It, she turns into She-Hulk at the end, punches this woman, and it's done. And like, I, I get that. Like, it's really funny and it's cool to see. I just expected a little bit more but you know whatever i didn't hate it i didn't hate the show i really enjoyed it i can't wait for next week i'm excited to see where they go with this i can't wait to see daredevil uh i'm not gonna lie one of one of the things i'm looking forward to the most with she hulk is just seeing matt murdoch seeing daredevil see, i want to see some of this court case drama stuff because that's a lot of what the she hulk comics are for the people listening who are familiar with the character like her comics aren't just all action; they're they're court, courthouse dramas for sure, especially the the the, the latest ones. Um, and then at one point she joins the Fantastic Four. Like the Thing leaves, she joins the Fantastic Four to kind of replace him. Those stories are fantastic. Does Daredevil uh, and her past cross quite a bit from being like lawyers and stuff, or is that is that kind of how do, it happens in the comics? They do cross paths with each other for sure. They do definitely cross paths with each other. It's not like often. But it definitely happens because it makes sense. They're both lawyers. So, yeah. Do they work but together she like as Daredevil and She-Hulk? Really. Not really. Like, that's not really a thing that you see too often in Dang. the comics. Um, I got to say, I will say the the firm that she's going against in this episode, I can't remember the, like, GC, whatever, I can't remember right now. Whatever that firm is that she was uh, going against in this episode at the end, that's the firm that she actually works for in the comics. So I'm assuming that she's about to get that job uh, mm -hmm. next episode. It just makes But yeah, man, She-Hulk was good. I enjoyed it. I give it a solid seven. I'm looking forward to more. The only thing I really didn't like about the show was how they're just shitting on my boy, Bruce Banner. You know, like they just, I don't know, man. I, I just don't like the treatment of his character in all of the Marvel films, this show included, because he deserves better. And uh, that's pretty much it, man. I enjoyed it. I can't wait so for the next one. We both gave pretty now, decent the, scores for it for the first episode. Yeah, and I and I've learned that we're supposed to have a post credit scene at the end of every episode, and I, I think they're all going to be like little comedy bits. But we're we're supposed to be getting post credit scenes for pretty much all the episodes. So stay tuned for those. Okay. Uh, for the episodes to come. All right. Nice. So not bad. Uh, next week's episode, we're going to have a lot to talk about. Like we said, uh, Christian wants to watch Tekken. Um, I forgot what else I said. I'm supposed to watch Top Gun. We have Game of Thrones coming out this Sunday. Uh, so we'll have that to talk about. We got more She-Hulk. We'll, we'll have some, we'll have some stuff to chitty chat about next week. But, um, Christian, do you, is there anything else you want to talk about? Or should we go to last call? Should we wrap her up? That was it, man. Last call. Last call time. All right, what do we have this week? We need a drum roll. Christian, give me a drum roll. He actually gave me a drum roll. Good job. Oh, so proud of you. So proud of you. Um, okay. <clears throat> Sweeney, the one and only Irishman himself, Mad Sweeney, comes in this week with the last call question. But before we do that, you know what we have to do. It's that time, listeners. Pass the whiskey. Pass that whiskey. Get your drinks ready. It's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you got to get the hell up out of here. Whiskey! All right. 
Question is from Matt Sweeney. He says, lately I've been changing, uh, changing my clothing line uh, lineup, and when it comes to footwear, I am an all-around type guy. But I've branched out and got a pair of high-top basketball shoes. They are comfy, and so far I love them. My question is, what's your favorite type of footwear, and is there a type of brand you tend to stick close by? I wasn't really sure where that was going at first. I, was, I wasn't going to lie. I was kind of confused. But, okay, so, favorite type of footwear, and is there a brand you tend to stick by? Uh, do you want me to take that first, or do you want to go first? I mean, for me, I probably do a lot of, like, running shoes, because they tend to be comfortable. I guess you would consider them running shoes. Um, for the last several years, I've been rocking a lot of Nike. I like Nike shoes, but I will say I had my first, I got a, a pair of Adidas last qu- uh, Christmas. I can't talk right now. Last Christmas. And I've been wearing them for the last like eight months and they're extremely comfortable and I love them. So, um, probably just a training slash running shoe for me. Usually something that I like a lightweight shoe that isn't like real heavy and I can just kind of put on and like have pretty good cushion. Um, basketball shoes are dope though. I have wore basketball shoes before, uh, but I tend to just go with that usually. Oh, uh, for me, uh, I'm going to be, going to be completely candid with you. I fucking hate basketball shoes so much. I hate them. I think they're ugly. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Jordans just don't look pleasing, uh, pleasing to me. They I've never owned a pair of Jordans. Just basketball shoes in general. It doesn't matter. Who I don't know that I've owned a player's basketball shoe. Now I think about it. Like basketball shoes, most of the basketball shoes I've had are like when I actually played basketball. So I had to have a basketball shoe. That's fair. I think if you're playing basketball, basketball shoes work. But other than that, no. Um, I used to rock skate shoes all the time, like Osiris's, Vans, all that. I used to wear skate shoes all the time. I'm a little older now, so I feel like I should start not necessarily dressing my age, but definitely adapting my wardrobe. So now, uh, if it, it honestly depends on the season, man. If I'm in the summertime at home, I'm rocking a pair of slides. And if it's a brand, it's Adidas. Uh, if I'm going out, uh, usually I'm, I'm out walking, running, doing some kind of exercise, trying to you know stay in some kind of shape. Right now, I kind of look like a plastic bag, but I'm trying to fix that. So uh, I do wear a lot of Adidas. I, I'm a fan. I like Adidas a lot. If I'm doing something a little bit more dressy and going out, but it's not like a, I'm not like dressing up in a suit or anything. I'm just wearing like, you know, some nice pants or whatever, jeans. Then I, I like to do high tops. Uh, I do like high top Nikes over high top Adidas. I think that they're better, they're more comfortable. Um, I, I like the the the. I think they're called mid blazers or blazer mid. Those are like my favorite Nikes to get, um, and I like those because fun fact: Kyle Reese from Terminator One wore those Nike uh, blazer mids, and that's been my favorite shoe ever since. When it comes to Nikes, always get that. If I'm going Nike, it's going to be those high tops. Um, it's, it's like a mid-high top, so it's not super, super high, but it's still a high top. And then other than that, man, in the wintertime, I'm a Doc Martin guy, bro. Like, I love Doc Martens. Uh, it's like a, a tradition for me to get a new pair of Doc Martens once a year. I don't always honor that tradition because Doc Martens can get expensive. They get a little pricey. But uh, I love Doc Martens. I love when I see them out. Um, and when I see women wearing Doc Martens, like, I'm probably going to comment you if you're wearing Doc Martens. That's just my shit. Um, so I'm actually looking to get, I'd say a pair of Doc Martens as well. All right. Nice. But we'll see. Um, but yeah, man, I, like I said, I, I like slides when I'm at home. Uh, I like running shoes, preferably Adidas. If I'm going out somewhere and I want to look put together and I'm not wearing some kind of dress shoe or dress boot looking thing, then, uh, it's probably going to be some, some high top mids. Um, but other than that, man, Doc Martens in the wintertime. So that's me. Gotcha. Wear a lot I gotta of say, Croc flip flops around my house. Worn, I love those things. If you haven't worn Doc Martens, give them a shot. Uh, my first pair of Doc Martens was actually not the leather pair that you would typically think of. It was the cloth pair, and I love those. I wore those motherfuckers so much that I wore a hole in them, and I finally had to get rid of them. And that was one of the saddest days of my life. So 
I might actually get a new pair of those clock Doc Martens this year. If not, then I'll get some probably burgundy looking leather pairs because I really do like the burgundy ones, the really dark burgundy that you can wear uh, with with a lot of things. So we'll see what happens. But I'm definitely getting a new pair of Docs this year. And I'm definitely getting a new pair of Adidas soon because I go running and walking all the time. And my pair of Adidas look real busted. So it's time to get, it's time to upgrade. But yeah, man, that's, that's for me. That's my shoes. All right. Thank you, Sweeney, for the, the question. We appreciate it. And again, if you'd like your last call question to be answered on the podcast or featured, uh, go to the Gilded server, gilded.gg slash Sinister Pack in an application just put from the podcast. There's a whole section dedicated just to the podcast. You can have everything from uh, where to stay connected with our socials to episode chat, topics, suggestions, drinks. Last call questions, that's where you can post yours to, for us to read it on the podcast. Uh, we also have a section for Sinister Tales where you can put personal horror stories or scary stories and things on the internet that we could talk about possibly on our Sinister Tale segment. There's even Christian's Corner where you can talk comics with him or art, music, movies, shows, all that stuff. Um, you can also reach us on our social media at Sipping with Sin, S-I-P-P, with S-I-P-P-I-N, I cannot spell. There's like a bunch of stuff going on in the background. S-I-P-P-I-N, with Sin, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Hit us up there. Follow there. Show us some love. You can submit your last call question there. Others have done it before, so do that as well. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. We love to hear from you guys. Or let us know what you think about She-Hulk. Like Christian said, we would love to hear your opinion on that or Sandman or anything. Uh, we love hearing feedback from you guys. Um, and you can follow me on my personal social medias. I am Sinister TV everywhere. I stream live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash I am Sinister TV. On Facebook Gaming, fb.gg slash I am Sinister TV. And on TikTok, at I am Sinister TV. Hit me up there. Say hello. Tell me you're from the podcast. Show some love. And if you have a last call question, you can hit me up with that on there as well. Christian, where can the folks find you on social media? You guys can find me on TikTok and Instagram at Ven and Inc. That is V-E-N and Inc. All one word. Those are the only places you can find me currently on social media because contrary to popular belief, I don't like social media that much. You can also find him on Grinder at The Dreadlock. Just saying. Christian's ignoring that. Just kidding. He's not on Grinder. I don't think. I don't really know. But I'm going to say probably not. Not on Grinder. I mean, his his partner would possibly drop kick him in the face if he was on Grinder. Just saying. Definitely. All right, folks. But that's going to do it for this episode. We appreciate you listening. If you made it this far, you are a real one. Thank you so much for taking the time. As always, don't forget to share, like, subscribe, follow, all that good stuff. Spread the word of this podcast to everyone. Share it with your friends. New episodes every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Central Time. Comes out on Spotify, Apple, Overcast, Google Podcast, uh, Anchor.fm, and more. And the video version comes out on YouTube at 8 a.m. Central Time every Wednesday on my personal YouTube, youtube.com slash imcinster. Go subscribe over there. Listen to the video version. You can see us. You can see our reaction. Well, at least my reaction. And you can tell Christian to get a damn camera so he can be on this as well. But that's going to do it for this episode. We appreciate you all. Thank you for listening. Thank you for showing love each week, and we'll see you guys next week. Christian, shut it down. Thank you all so much for tuning in to yet another episode of Sipping with Sin. Be sure to leave a five-star review, smash that like button, and leave your recommendations in the comments section below. But most importantly, don't get gutted. That's right. See you guys next week. So much for tuning in to another episode of Sipping with Sin. Please don't forget to leave a rating and submit your last call questions to our socials. That's at Sipping with Sin everywhere. And if you want to hit us up personally, you could find me at Ven and Inc. That is V E N and Inc. Or I am Sinister TV for the Sinister Man himself. And guys, don't get gutted.